Hello and welcome to A Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and I'm just so thankful that you chose to listen today. Thank you for continuing to download episodes. Thank you for telling your friends. And um, I would invite you just to continue to do this um, as you seek to draw closer to the Lord and to learn more about His Word. Um Again, it's not anything about me. I'm not anything special, but I love God's Word. And I want other people to know just how um, how true and what a blessing and how living and active His Word is. I will tell you that one of the saddest things that I've come to see over the last several years is um, just the amount of biblical illiteracy or people not knowing the word um, within the church. Um, Believers that just listen on Sunday or they may just read a little verse here or there, but that they don't study. And God has so much for us in his word, so much. And um, you, you can just live your life so much fuller and have that peace and that direction and that guidance and that comfort when you need it if you're in his word and um, so I just pray that you will have that hunger and thirst for him and for time with him and um, I promise friend it will not be uh, a time that is wasted any time that you spend in his word and any time that you spend getting to know him better is such a blessing and why would we not want that um, we have access to um, the creator of the universe and so i encourage you to uh, make a commitment to to spend that time with him and i'm not talking about a commitment to listen to me but if this helps you um to focus on his word and to think about his word then praise the lord um may he receive all the glory in that you know um i've heard people who have been in uh, church for a long time for years and years and years um say, oh, well, I've studied this passage. I've read this passage. Um, we don't have to do that again or or just flippantly think, well, I've read this. I know all about what this has to say. And as a immature believer, um, I thought that, and not that I'm as mature as I need to be. The Lord helps me each day to, to draw closer and closer to him. Um, but, oh, friend, he has so much for us, and it's... Um, You can never, ever, ever, ever study his word too much, read his word too much, um, or share his word too much. Um, It it is, it's our lifeline. And so um, I encourage you just to make that commitment today. Just do one day at a time. That's all we can do. Because we're not guaranteed tomorrow. We're not guaranteed another minute. Um, Our times are in his hands. So um, just thank you, though, for listening. And I just have to say this, this has nothing to do, this has to do with more of the recording. Um, when I was listening back and um, doing show notes for the recording yesterday, I noticed that my morning voice sounds a little more uh, tired and sleepy than later in the podcast. And that's because I try to find time throughout the day to uh, record and hopefully I'll be able to catch up and do several 
episodes ahead of time, but right now this is how God has it fitting into my schedule. So you may notice if you hear my voice change in the middle of the podcast that in in the mornings I do part of it before I go to work, and then often after work uh, or late at night when everybody's gone to bed, I finish up. Um, but God is using that. I think about the verse throughout the day. He shows me things, and I will uh, look things up, and it just kind of... Um, I think about it, chew on it, meditate on it, and God is so faithful um, to help me to be able to share with you what he's sharing with me. And so I just wanted to tell you, though, if you hear a difference in my voice, that is why. So none of that is nearly as important as what we're getting ready to get into today. So our verse for February the 17th, 2022, comes from the book of Acts in the New Testament, um, Acts chapter 2, verse 17, and it reads as follows from the English Standard Version. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh, And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Oh my, once again, there's just so many, so many treasures here. Um, We have talked about this verse just a little bit when we've talked about the prophet Joel um, in the Old Testament, and we're going to go back and forth and talk about that today. But um, to begin with, as you know, I like to um, step back and take a big picture look before we zoom in. And the first thing is, is that we're in the book of Acts. Acts is a book of um, history of the church. It's found in the New Testament. It's right after the Gospels. It's Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. And we know that... um, the gospel writer Luke, who was a physician, wrote the book of Acts. He wrote the book of the gospel of Luke and Acts. And we know that because we, um, well, first of all, he doesn't say, I, Luke, wrote this. But the gospel of Luke was uh, attributed to him from um, from the very, very, very early church history. And in that book, he talks about writing uh, his first letter in his second, or his first book in his second. And so I want to read that to you. And I like to remind you um, that Luke was not one of the original 12 disciples or apostles. He um, gathered the information from those who had firsthand experience of the ministry of Jesus, as we read in um, Luke chapter 1. And then he worked very closely and traveled very closely with the Apostle Paul um, through much of his ministry. But if we look at Luke chapter 1, it says, Inasmuch as many have undertaken to compile a narrative of the things that have been accomplished among us, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word have delivered them to us, it seemed good to me also, having followed all things closely for some time past, to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, that you may have certainty concerning the things you have been taught. So Luke gathered of the the stories in the gospel and the narrative in the gospel from people who were eyewitness accounts. And then we know that he 
he wrote a sequel. He wrote book two um, in Acts, which is where our verse is found today. In Acts chapter one, it says, In the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And oh, we're going to talk about that today. So um, Luke gave this orderly account. And the other interesting thing is that Luke was a Gentile. He was is one of the only writers in especially in the New Testament who was not a Jew first. And so um, that's encouraging because a Gentile means that he was a non-Jew. And most of us listening, if we are not of Jewish heritage, are Gentiles. And uh, it's such a blessing that um, we have these promises for us as well, because um, it's for all who will believe. I want to show you here in the end of Luke's gospel, and this is some background, some context leading into what we're going to talk about today, um, that uh, just before Jesus' ascension, so after his crucifixion, after his resurrection, after he'd appeared to the disciples and many others, and just before he was ascending back to the Father, in Luke chapter 24, verse 44, it says, Then he, Jesus, said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written that Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem." You are witnesses of these things, and behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven, and they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and were continually in the temple blessing God. And then we move over to Acts. Uh, which is the continuation, you know, that the Lord had told him to go to Jerusalem and wait for this promise. And that promise that he was talking about was his Holy Spirit. He had told him that he was going to, when he went away, that he was going to send a helper for them. Um, and um, in Acts chapter, oh, we had just read that in Acts chapter one, verse four, he said, uh, or verse five, it said, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they came together, the, the um, apostles, the original uh, disciples, 11 of them, because Judas had betrayed and he was no longer with them. And then we read in Acts chapter one that they chose um, a disciple um, to be in the 12, one that had been with them all along. And we talked about that before in the January 24th episode, uh, because we talked about how God knows the heart. Um, and so they were all up, um, 
together praying. And then we read in chapter 2 of Acts, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared on them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began... Uh, to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Um, and so the Scripture goes on to tell that there were uh, several devout men from every nation dwelling in Jerusalem. They were Jewish men dwelling there. And they heard this sound and they thought that the people were drunk. Um, but then Peter, this is leading into our verse for the day, Peter stands up at Pentecost in verse 14 of chapter 2 of Acts, and he said, But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. He said, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these people are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. Don't you just love how Peter goes back and shows us what what was in prophecy? in the Old Testament, and that's why it's so important for us to know that. Beginning in um, verse 17, which is our verse for the day, and in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, and going on to get the full context, even on my male servants and female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy, and I shall show wonders in heaven above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the day of the Lord comes, that great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Oh, what a blessing. This is talking about when the Holy Spirit became available to all and was poured out on all of the disciples and all the others who were there believing at that time. And then if we move on over to Acts chapter 2, verse 29, uh, where Peter continues, he'd been going on and talking about um, one of uh, something that David had said. And then we jump down to verse 29, and it says, Brothers, um, and he was talking to all the people there who had just been witnesses to this pouring out of the Holy Spirit He says, Brothers, I may say to you with confidence about the patriarch David that he both died and was buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Being therefore a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that he would set one of his descendants on his throne, he foresaw and spoke about the resurrection of the Christ, that he was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God raised up, And of that we are all witnesses. Um, And he certainly was a witness. Peter saw it. He had seen the resurrected Jesus. And then in verse 33 it says, Being therefore exalted at the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. So I just love that. This was the... The first time that lots of people had received the Holy Spirit and it was evidence in it um, in what they were doing at that time, they were speaking in tongues. But I want to make it clear that receiving the Holy Spirit is not just speaking in tongues. It's so much more. 
that is a, a manifestation of the Spirit. That was how it was manifested then, and sometimes it is manifested this that way now, but um, more often as we read throughout the rest of Scripture, it's by the fruit of the Spirit. Um, it's how we interact with people. It's that love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, uh, faithfulness, and self-control that we read in the fifth chapter, read about in the fifth chapter of Galatians. Um, but it was just a, a very monumental event here at Pentecost when that just a large amount of that Holy Spirit was poured out. And, you know, the interesting thing was when you go back um, before the cross, there was not as much of this Holy Spirit um, pouring out of this Holy Spirit being seen um, on as much of a regular basis as it is on this side of the cross. And when I say this side of the cross, I mean after Jesus had has uh, gone to the cross and died for our sins, where he was crucified and then buried and resurrected and then ascended back to the Father. And oh, friend, let us be thankful to the Lord for um, this promised helper that he's given. You know, the Lord told him that he, he wouldn't be staying with them, but he had to go away, but he would send the helper, the promised Holy Spirit. And what a blessing. That's what brings to the Holy Spirit is who brings to mind these scriptures that we learn. He's the one who's our conscience and our guide and our comforter and our helper. And um, it's the one who um, helps recall the things. You know, we talked about yesterday how we have the mind of Christ and it's through the Holy Spirit. It's the, the Holy Spirit that seals us. Uh, once we accept the Lord Jesus, it seals us in um just such a blessing, such a blessing. Um, and the other really neat thing to me is that we see a couple of times in the Old Testament um, where uh, the prophets were told that by God that he was going to send his spirit. This very um, passage that Peter uh, recounted from the prophet Joel because you may remember, if you've listened, that we just had a, an episode on the 12th of February about uh, in the book of Joel from uh, chapter 2, verse 12, where the Lord had encouraged and just pleaded with the people to return to him um, and to be right with him. And then um, in that second chapter of Joel, it goes on and um, the Lord tells them that... Um, in Joel chapter 2, 25, it says, I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the hopper, the destroyer, and the cutter, my great army which I sent among you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never again be put to shame. You shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God and there is none else and my people shall never again be put to shame. And then is where he goes um, into this part that Peter had just quoted, which is our verse for the day. Um, in Joel 2.28, it says, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions, even on the male and female servants. In those days I will pour out my Spirit. And he talks about that there will be wonders in heavens, in the heavens and on the earth, and um, <clears throat> he was telling uh, through the Lord was uh, using Joel to prophesy that, and then 
it's coming to pass here in Acts. And I just think that's so neat. And it's still coming to pass. I think it's um, the Lord is still pouring out His Holy Spirit as long as people are accepting Him, uh, accepting the Lord Jesus as their Savior. Um, and that is such a blessing. And I think it'll go right up until the time of the uh, that the Lord comes back. We also see in Ezekiel chapter 36 just a wonderful promise, um, a wonderful prophecy from the prophet Ezekiel uh, where the Lord talks about that he was going to send his spirit and put it in his people's hearts. And he was specifically talking to the the um, Israelites who had gone so far away from him and um, had been cast into captivity um, but again, as Galatians, the end of Galatians chapter 3 says, um, if we are in Christ, we are Abraham's seed and heirs according to promise. Um, we Gentiles are grafted into that root uh, uh, of God's chosen people um, by faith. It's all by faith. But I just love this. If you pick up in Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 24, this is the Lord is talking. Well, he had told Ezekiel to say this. Um, and it says up in verse 22, thus says the Lord God. But you jump down to 24. I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean from all your uncleanness and from all your idols. I will cleanse you. And I love this in chapter 26. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. I love that. And that's what God does for us. He gives us a new heart. He was going to do it for them. He does it for us who are believers. And someday I think he will do it, um, continue to do it for more people. And when we read in the book of Revelation how some of the um, Jewish people will turn back to him, I think that will happen then as well. So um, it is just such a blessing to see this. You know, um, if we go back to our verse today, there's so much here that we don't even have time to get into in a 25-minute episode. But um, in verse 17 of chapter 2 of Acts, it says, In the last days it shall be, God declares. And what are the last days? Well, um, I think we're in the last days, but it was last days then too. You know, Scripture says with with the Lord, the day is like a thousand years, and a, and a thousand years is like a day. So, um, his time schedule is not exactly like ours, um, but I think it means in these last days after um, Jesus was uh, crucified and buried and resurrected and ascended, and in these last days between now and when he's coming back, and friends, it seems like it's going to be soon when we read the scripture, but the Lord is the only one that knows. If anyone tells you they know the definite date or the hour, you can be 100% sure that that's not when it is because the Scripture says no one knows the date or the hour, not even the Son, but only the Father in heaven. And I just also want to point this out, too, that it talks about um, that He will pour out His Spirit on all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And I think it's important to look up what the word prophesy means. And that means um, 
that they will uh, foretell events or speak under inspiration. So we usually think about it being a prophecy of something that's going to happen, but it also means to speak under inspiration, and that inspiration is from the Holy Spirit, um, inspired by the Holy Spirit. And um, so I think we are seeing more about that, but... um, we also read, especially in, um, I think it's in First John, about making sure we test the spirits because some people that are, are going to talk or uh, prophesy are not going to tell the truth that lines up with God's Word. And how do we know that? It's that we need to be in God's Word, we need to read God's Word, study God's Word, Uh, live God's Word, and share God's Word. And I just want to close. There was so much here, so much more we could dig into, but perhaps the Lord will give us another time uh, later to kind of um, dig into some more of these things. But I just wanted to um, remind you about something, and this is totally a God thing. You know how last week we talked about how the Lord had kind of lined up some of these scriptures for us to talk about his grace and his salvation. It was just a day after day. And uh, these last three days, it just hit me as I've looked back. We've uh, kind of talked about different things to do with his spirit. You know, we talked about being a um, the fragrance to others um, of Christ. And that has to do with his spirit living in us. And then... Um, Yesterday, we talked about we have the mind of Christ, and that's because His Spirit is in us. And then today, that we talked about that pouring out of the Spirit. And I just that's just totally a God thing. So I want to just close um, just um, from Paul's letter to Titus in chapter 3, verse 3, just a reminder of what the Lord has done for us. And it kind of ties both of these weeks together. It says, For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to His own mercy, by the washing and regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by His grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Oh, what a blessing, friend. And I pray that you can just praise the Lord and thank Him for that. If you've uh, been saved and accepted Him as your Lord and Savior, um, just rest in that um, in that joy and that hope of this eternal life. Blessings to you, friend. Until next time.